everyone, and welcome to Anime Chat, the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter. That's right, the points are just like my fanshaw degree. Sad. No, sorry, Anime Chat is actually the show where every week I bring on a guest to talk about an anime I've assigned them to watch, then they come on the show and we talk about it. But Sophia, why am I qualified to talk about anime? I get sick of asking myself this question every week, but okay. So I've been watching anime for over 10 years now uh, on my my anime list, which is a website where you can plug in what shows you've watched and plan to watch. I should be at, at this point, 480-something completed. I'm almost at 500. When we get to 500, it'll be really exciting, so I'll be sure to tell you guys. Uh, I've taken Japanese in university just to try to understand anime a little bit better. And I have gone to so many anime conventions and cosplayed. So for today's show, we are discussing anime that is very near and dear to my heart. It is No Game, No Life. It is the first anime on this show that is personally in my top 10. I'm so excited to talk about this, but what is No Game, No Life? Well, they say that there is a legendary gamer online who can beat everyone and never loses and they don't have a name so their thing is left blank and that's the urban legend through the internet even if you cheat you can't beat these people well it turns out these people is step siblings sora and shiro and they live together in a tiny little apartment in tokyo because they don't want to go outside because they're scared of the outside and they don't work so all they do literally for 24 hours a day is game but one day they get an invitation to play chess and they accept it because they love to game and they win. But then the person that they beat says, aren't you tired of this world? Don't you want to come to a more fun world? And they're like, yeah, sure. Who doesn't? But then they actually get transported into a whole different world by the God of that world. And this world is entirely run by games. There is no war. There is no violence. Everything is determined by game. What sort of shenanigans are our heroes going to get into? What sort of shenanigans am I going to get into? You know what? We're going to find out right after this commercial break. I'll see you after that. Welcome back. Sorry, guys, we had a little bit of technical difficulty, but I promise tonight's show is worth all of that. But before we start, I'd love to introduce my very special guest. He is the leader and creator of the Nerdy Northerners. When I told him that he was missing a significant part of nerd culture, he not only agreed, but let me host my own show. And he doesn't shut up about the band, The Sheepdogs. He doesn't shut up about them. Please welcome Jake. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Thanks Looking for forward being, to, uh, being here. here, being a part of Anime Chat. I hope the commute wasn't too bad. No, it wasn't. You know, the stairs, a little bit on the legs after the third or fourth time going up and down them. Yeah. But after that, you know, it, it wasn't too bad. I found myself very easily to... People here are great, too. You know, it's a... Uh... <laughs> Really lovely place. Yeah, right? Really lovely place. Love the decor. I love it. Here. Yeah. Well, as you know, we like to Japanify things a little bit. So we will be having some sake. Perfect. We'll pour for you. And then we'll do a little cute little three, two, one, come pie. Little three, two, one. So here he goes. So three, two, one, come pie. Mmm. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's, right. That's nice. Isn't it so That's good? That's actually really nice. Uh, sake is just amazing. If you want to pay me to talk about sake, I'm your girl. <laughs> but Jake, I first want to get into what is your experience with anime? So anime is actually, funnily enough, something I've never been as big into, being that I'm a huge gamer, being that I'm as big into popular culture and all these things as I am. 
anime was like the one thing I didn't want to go and dive into because I thought in a lot of ways at first it looked silly mm -hmm. and especially you know the you know the language barrier I was like you know what like you know I, I don't you know I don't know if it's going to be something I want to you know I'm not a big fan of reading the words and and this goes back to my childhood because my parents are a little bit older than me. Mm -hmm. And ever since, I would say probably eight or nine. Every I hope single... your parents are older than you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> a lot, right? <laughs> just hope. That'd be, that, I just hope. That'd know? be some weird anime stuff. <laughs> <laughs> some anime <laughs> twist right there. My parent is also my sibling? What? What? But uh, I would probably have to say that it's because when I was younger, as of like eight or nine, my parents would always put the words on the screen mm. and so we're sitting there watching a family movie and it's like watching the words on the screen it's like oh great i'm watching english and they're speaking english and i, I find I, I was watching the words more than i would watch the footage and oh, uh I see. yeah I, and so that's why i was like you know maybe anime is not going to be something for me all you mm -hmm. know but it was until uh i got with my uh and my wife that she got me into anime got me into a couple series and one of the first ones i actually watched was sword art online ah and so as soon as i watched sword art online i was like all right like if there's anime out here that are like like this a little slice of pie i like a little cherry on top I'll, i'm down for this kind of stuff and so then obviously that's where you came in and recommended me I did. No, I life. did. You said that you wanted something that had like a sort of like gaming atmosphere. You mm -hmm. like that sort of the genre is called in Japan isekai where they go to a different world mm -hmm. and you wanted that sort of feel. And yeah. I was like, oh, no game, no life would be perfect for this. And I really feel it was. It, it, it was definitely a home run let's, in a lot of ways. I'm really happy to hear. Let's get into it. Yes, let's because I, I, there's a lot. There's, let, a lot. there's tons to talk about. Let's talk about the world building of no game, no life because we start with them. They're in modern day Tokyo. Yeah. And then we only get that for a tiny bit, and then they're instantly taken to this new world. Yeah, it's very clear that, like, the modern-day Tokyo is not going to be a big thing. It's not going to be, like, the main component of the show. Mm. And you're immediately taken into this fantasy world. I don't know if it actually was given a name. Was it given a name for the world? I believe that it's called Disboard. Disboard, it is right. That's yeah. right. It reminded me of Discord. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Disboard. Hop Discord. onto the Nerdy Northerners Disboard. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> boy. But, uh... Yeah, immediately you get transferred there, and that's where it stays for the other 11 and a half episodes mm -hmm. of the show. Um, yeah, and we get introduced to the lore of the show, which is mm -hmm. so interesting because, like, it wasn't originally this, like, fun game-playing atmosphere. There was some seriously bloody and violent fights, and literally, like, everyone either got killed mm -hmm. or destroyed... And that's why, and what I love, and I wrote it down in my notes, is I wrote, because the person that won, Tet, who's yep. now the one true god, yep. he won because he was just a bystander, he just stood back. Nobody else, then, he didn't fight. He didn't, he didn't fight, he just stood back and he won by default. And I was like, I wrote in my notes, like, staying back and doing nothing and winning by default is 100% my MO. <laughs> it works, it obviously works, Tet won, he... I can else. relate, I can relate to it. But so what I understand about him is that he was so upset about all this carnage and all this blood and all this battle that he was like, no, now that I'm God, none of that, everything is going to be by game. Mm -hmm. What do you think about a rule where everything is operated by games, even like silly little disputes? I mean, there'd obviously be a whole lot less violence and bloodshed, but at the same time, it's kind of funny because you saw in those games like a whole pack ton of There's like, some really messed up stuff that happens like, in the really, games. Really, really, it's like... So obviously, this violence is still being satiated, you know, you know in a way. And uh, I, I do like the idea of having a game being that final judgment factor. There's a lot that goes into a game. I mean, you're you're thinking of 
so many mechanics. A lot of them were brought up, like the strategy involved, mm-hmm. and a lot of the puzzles that were solved. You know, thinking of not only your movement but your opponent's movements. Yeah. And uh, it, it's interesting. It's an interesting concept. It definitely would pit certain individuals higher than uh, than other individuals at playing those games. Well, as a gamer yourself, have you ever played a game where you've put like a bet on the game? Um. I would say that in like in different ways there were bets. Um, a game I used to play a long time ago was like a war sim, and you basically had to you had to put so much war supplies in towards a fight, mm-hmm. and you'd hope that in ways your opponent that you were fighting didn't in in those areas where you were or, or counter you in that way. So um, that'd be like the only thing I really bet. I haven't really bet like big money or like big. Big things. I, I, I'm not a gambler. I, I'm, a very, I'm not a gambler. I'm, I'm a very cautious. I'm like, I'm not a gambler. What are the odds of me winning here? Yeah. Oh, is it a, is it in my favor? I'm in. You yeah. got me. I'll do the penny slots at the yeah. at the casino, but that's pretty much it. I don't think I would do well in this world. No. Uh, especially when they go into what I thought was really interesting is not only do they talk about the games, but they talk about game strategy, yeah. and even for really simple stuff like what they call janken which is our rock, paper, scissors, mm-hmm. because they say Jean Cambon. Yeah. Um, but they talk about the strategy behind that, especially if you go into it saying, I'm only going to throw this one. And they go through the grid of it, and they're like, if this person throws this and this person throws this, this is the chance of success. If this person throws this and this person throws this, chance of success. I thought that was really interesting. I, they, they did that a lot, where those puzzles, they would show how it got solved. And like, as you're saying there, even just as simple with the rock, paper, scissors, you're sitting there, it's like one third, two thirds, 33 percent, 66 percent, zero percent fail. But it's like, what? Like, how do you what? Oh, God. Watching that, I just have these flashbacks to like how bad I was in probability in high school that I had to get like DVDs to watch at home to get extra lessons because I was so bad. And they're like, this is about probability. I'm like, I'm I'm so screwed, you guys. I'm I'm so bad at math and everything to do with math. And that's what I thought was really interesting is that a lot of times when you think about gaming, you don't think about math. Yep, no, but there's a lot of math associated with some of these games. I think that what this show kind of really pointed out there was that there's there's something that's been debated a lot called gray matter. I'm not sure if you've heard of that for, for gamers. Mm-mm. So gray matter is something that doctors and, and health professionals are finding in gamers who have actually played strategy games and those kind of games. And it's, it's, it's a matter that's developed in your brain where it includes problem solving. It includes you know, all these things. So people, like, they're saying that through scientific studies that people who play strategic games, especially in higher competitor levels, they actually are just better at problem solving and better at, you know, doing those kind of things. So seeing, knowing that, and then seeing that kind of displayed with Sora there, mm-hmm. where he just, like, looks oh, at him. Big oh, brain. You see, like, all this math numbers flying by his head. You're like, whoa, man, like, he is, like, right there He's in that gray the matter. the definition like, of big brain. Yeah, and, like, and uh, absolutely there's there's so many cases where he's just he just looks at the situation he's able to figure out your movements the enemy's movement his movements what he's doing i just was there a favorite game you had in all of them let's try not to uh spoil like the very yeah. last game they do but like yeah. any of the games before that were any of them like you're like oh i love this you know i actually really enjoyed the chess game the um, chess game. I thought game. that the chess game was really Harry cool. Potter wishes. Right. Harry Potter wishes it could be as crazy. Right, because like you've got obviously the dynamics of chess coming in, and I'm not going to spoil anything here, but just the way that it played out, and with, with, with the things that happened, and the like the turn, and it just it it was really it was really cool because what what was happening, and I mean like it was right there in the first. Uh, first couple episodes we can talk a little bit about it because it's pretty early on in the show 
Um, it's just like what I thought was really cool is that we think it's going to be a chess game, and then we re- then uh, Sora quickly realizes like, oh no, this isn't a chess game because yeah. the reason that his sister starts playing is because she's the expert at chess. Yeah. She's the one that beat Tet. Yeah. And so and then she's all of a sudden like, what's going on here? Like I don't understand. This isn't functioning like chess should. And he's like, this isn't chess. This is charisma. <laughs> right. This is a charisma base. This and is. And he's your... like, I got you, fam. <laughs> right? He's like, let, let, let me get in. I love you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I that that kind of realizing that the game wasn't what it is, and I almost, in a way, uh, her name was Irvina, or um, the person they were playing against, yes. Kudami. Kudami, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, even she, I don't think, fully understood what the game they were playing was. Like she had, no. she had ideas of it, but like she had no idea that he would go and turn the queen and 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 like just. It was just, it was, it was really, really cool. That's the brilliance of Blank. It's like, that's a game that, because uh, sh- uh, he challenged her, she got to choose the game. That's how it works. The person that gets challenged gets to choose the game. Yeah. So she chose that. So thinking that way, you must think, oh, she knows exactly how to win this. But she just, like, Sora plays 5D chess. Like, you can't even see what's going on in his brain. He is 80 moves ahead of you while you're still on move one. Yeah. So the fact, like, that was her, like, already her mistake was just challenging him. Yeah. Like, you, you can't win when someone thinks that far ahead. And that's, like, what you see in, like, those, like, chess professionals. Mm-hmm. Like, when they're doing, like, the speed chess and stuff like that. They're not doing it move at a time. They have an entire grid in their mind that they're like, okay, this is where I'm waiting. Like, this is where I want this to go. And that blows my mind because I am not that person. <laughs> right. You know what? There's actually a really great point made uh, later on. And uh, I think I wrote the quote down. Right? I love when people bring notes. But it, um, he had, it said something along the lines of... Uh, I forget what the exact quote, but it was understanding your enemy's movements, right? And I, mm. I, 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 I know what you're enough. talking oh, about. The strategy. He, he was talking specifically about, like, developing strategy off of, like, your yeah. enemy's moves. You either you develop your own strategy and stick yes. to that, or you react to your enemy's strategy. Yes. Which I thought was so interesting. And something that sticks out for me is a game I used to play called StarCraft. <laughs> which is, it's, it's, it's like... I really feel that Sora would dominate in Starcraft. Oh, I'm because sure. Just just the way the game is, it's a base builder. You're, you know, it, it's but to, to you know to where these chess players are, there's a a strat. You know, at 45 seconds in this game, what you're building, you know that okay, I produce my six drones, I build my seventh drone at 45 seconds. I'm going to have 100 minerals in my bank. That's going to make this at 115 seconds. I'm doing this at two minutes. I'm doing this at four minutes. At six minutes. At eight minutes. And you know it. And and if you mess up, like that's where the enemy starts getting engaged. But then uh, the thing with StarCraft and kind of where I, that, that quote hit with me as a gamer was StarCraft's a, a game where you can't just walk into the, the the game with your you can go in with your strategy, like you said there. But you also have to watch what the enemy's doing. I feel like and, that's why I'm a bad gamer. I just want to be like, this is what I'm doing. That's all that's happening. I don't know how to react to enemies and stuff like that. Yeah, so I'm so impressed by people like Blank, like yeah. Sora and Shiro, because they. They just know. I don't know how they do it. They figure it's like this is your game plan. I've seen what you're doing. This is the avenue path you're going to go. Now I'm going to counter you. And it's it, it's that like check balance, check balance. But it's it, it is incredible how like like even gamers like chess players like they enter into a match and the match is the match is already that same. The game has already begun or the match is already 
the game is already over on the first turn. Like, you already know who's yeah. won. And this has nothing to do with the game they played, but they no. brought it up in the episode. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting. They said statistically, in chess, if you're playing, t- if two people are playing chess and each one is very proficient in chess and only does the best moves, the person that goes first yep. is statistically going to win. Yep. I thought that was crazy. Yeah. Why doesn't everyone go first? <laughs> it, it, it makes sense, but, and you know, that it, like, that's why a lot, a lot in these, uh, in a lot of these tournaments, they like a best of three series where they have that back and forth. I flip. see. Okay. Um, where they have like, okay, you will go first, first game one, they go first game two, and then we'll do a coin flip for game three kind of deal. And that way it's even the most fair possible. But yeah, a lot of cases, whoever, whoever kind of is able to act first, whoever gets that first turn, you're, you're in a very, very well placed position in a lot of games. I just, I thought the gaming theory in this show was really exceptional. Yes. I want to talk about my favorite episode in this series and possibly in just anime in general, which was the episode where they go to get a flugel. A flugel yes. is a, a very, uh, it's one of the races in the world. There's 16 races in the world. Number six. Number, s- number six. Number six. <laughs> <laughs> he remembers. The very lowest race is humanity, which is where Sora and Shiro end up in. Um, but the flugels are the ones that were doing some really nasty stuff during the war. They're bloody, vicious killing machines. Yeah, they and do a like, lot of damage. We want one of those. So they go, and they go to try to win one. In the library that the, the old king had lost. In the library that the old king had lost, which they get really pissed about, because they're like, humanity's only weapon is that we have intelligence or wisdom. They were, they were so pissed that they lost the library. So they go to get this flugel, and they play a game, and I think this is information that you definitely did not have. The game that they play with the flugel is called Shiritori. Have you heard of it before? I have not heard of it before. Wonderful. I'm going to educate everyone right now. Shiritori is a very common Japanese game. It's a word game. And what you do is you say a word, and then the next person has to respond with the ending bit of that word. But because of how Japanese works, it's not like I say, like, uh, like panda, and then you say armadillo. It's because the way that their words work, most of them are connected to, like, there's two letters in each mm-hmm. word. So, for example, if I say ringo, which means apple, that means the next person that goes has to say a word that starts with go. So I could say, or you could say gogo, which means PM. Then we're still in go, which is hard because I don't know a lot of words yeah. to start with go, guys. I looked some up, but they're confusing. The way you lose in this game, it's a very it's a very popular game. You see it a lot in anime, and there's like even some superstition that it used to be a thing that uh, could fend away evil spirits. Mm-hmm. You play it, and they stay away. But the way you lose in this game, there's three ways. So one is you can't think of something within the time limit. It's usually about 30 seconds. Yeah, 30 seconds. So another way is if you repeat a word that's already been said. Okay. And then the last way is if you use a word that ends in N, which is N, because nothing in Japanese starts with N. It just doesn't. You can have words that are like na, no, that sort of thing, but you don't have N, N is just by itself. So you don't have anything that starts with that. And then you lose. What's bonkers about this show it's not only did they do Shiritori, they did materialization Shiritori. Oh, man, that was crazy. That was like a trip and a half. And, and and again, like, that's just another one of those things that, like, at the very end of that, you, you're sitting there thinking, like, oh, man, sir, like, there's, you're done. Like, she's, she's got you. And then. Well, what's crazy about it is that, like, you think at the very beginning, for example, because they're just playing and she's explained the rules to them. And he's like, and you think he's just throwing this out there, right? He's like, all right, I'm going to do like hydrogen bomb. And then a huge hydrogen bomb appears. And in order for it to go away, she has to use this really high class ceiling spell called Bakulians. Yeah. And then she's like, 
And he's like, oh, yeah, I just, I wanted to try that out. No, that's not it at no. all. There was strategy from the very first thing they did. Yeah. And it goes all the way. And you think, like, oh, okay, like, they're just going back and forth, back and forth. There is a strategy that runs through the entire game. And yeah. once we get to the end, you're like, they're, they're like, they're practically prescient at this point because they're like they know what the end is yeah. and they're just like okay we just need to reach there and it's the way they get there is mind-boggling and, and just the way that they're able to rope in their opponent to come along for that ride too because that's a whole other thing who's they, not they, stupid Flugels no. are really smart and she sure. has been reading this library for like god knows how long yeah and it, it's just that play that that long long game play i mean like there's like halfway through he even mentions he's like yeah I was taking away the crust. I took away the mantle with well-placed words. And then I said Lithos, uh, uh, Lithosphere. And then, boom, you're falling into molten lava. It's just like, what? Yeah. Like, just like, and, and, and again, like, just, I think the reason I enjoy this show so much, it, it so much is because as a gamer, like, you see those moves being played and those, like, you know, like, like there's there's moves that you make in video games, like a game like League of, Leg League of Legends, where you'll go in, take fake damage, get hurt, run off into danger, but mm. you already know you've got a trap laid. And, and things like oh. that. But, like, people don't even, you know, the other guy's like, oh, I've got a, I've got a good kill here. I'm coming. Oh, oh, they die, right? And it's, you know, so it's it's cool to see that even there, like, he laid the trap, trap's been laid, distracted, they're on the beach, clothes are flying off. <laughs> <laughs> she's having a great time everyone's having a great time I love time. how she tries to join in he's like trying to do all this like weird like uh, sexy stuff and she tries to join in and says bikini but like because it's something uh, materialization shiritori means that like once you say something if it's there it goes away if it's not there it materializes but because she says bikini it's under their clothes and he's like Jibril we can't see it under the clothes she's like I'm so sorry I was trying to get in the spirit <laughs> yeah, I'm just, of I'm just joining in I'm having fun <laughs> It was just so great. And what I thought was really cool, too, is just the knowledge you have to have to do what they did. Mm -hmm. Because I don't have that knowledge. And, yeah. what, and like, what was really cool is how Jibril just thought, like, oh, I can't breathe right now. I'm just going to say oxygen. That'll bring oxygen back. But because of all the moves they did prior, it was poison. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I, he's like, I took this out. And then, and, and then she hits him with, like, the... I don't know what she did. She cast a spell. She cast the word or she did something mm -hmm. where she didn't say the word. She couldn't say anything. So she used some of her magic to just write it in the air. That's right. Yeah. And he's like, oh, but I've got to wrote on a piece of paper. And she's like, not Dang. only does he have it written on a piece of paper, he has what's written that she thinks she's going, he thinks she's going to say. Yeah. And then at the back of that piece of paper is their final thing. And that's how they went. That, oh my God. It planned like from the get go, like, and like that it's, every time like, Harry's and like coming out of this and he's like I don't know if I got this no because the world is ending in this game like all the bits of the world are coming apart there's a huge molten lava ball that like swallows Steph alive yeah you're, like falling he, he goes dying. to Steph he's like Steph you're gonna die for a little bit but like hang in there okay yeah. <laughs> she's just there like what I'm still like dressed like a dog for a day I love Steph Steph is okay Stephanie Dola I think she is amazing who is your favorite character um I'd probably say that my favorite character character is Sora yeah um, yeah I, I just really enjoyed just just the way that he the, 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 there's a few things I didn't like about his character but the, the majority of things I really liked about his character and that he was just so smart so intelligent you know at the same time I like, fully realized that like he needed his uh his stepsister mm -hmm. like, you know like that you know I, I'm cool with like the hero being the hero but yeah. I also like the hero being like I couldn't have done this without you 
Or like, I you know what I mean? That. Like, I can't do that without you. And, yeah. And, like, I also really like how they show that Sora does have genuine anxieties. Yeah. And there are lots of times where, because you, you see, like, all the time in movies, like, the person who's, like, the hero, and they're like, they're like, this is my power move. And, like, all you see is, like, the confidence. But we get to see him freaking out when things don't go well. And yeah. I think that humanizes him so much. There's even the one scene uh, where, some, like, he like, risks everything mm-hmm. and, like, barely comes out of it alive. And. <laughs> And he's just sitting there bawling his eyes out with, with Shiro. Yeah. And then you have uh, the Fuga. Oh, I forget her name right now. Jibriel. Um, Jibriel. And uh, uh, Steph's in there being like, oh, so th- this is what he's actually like. Yeah. And, and like you get that like Yeah, Jibriel goes, this is our master. This, this, yeah. this is what he's, I guess this is what he's actually like. And it, it, to me, that was like that humanizing moment where like you get this hard, dedicated, cutthroat kind of guy who's like, yeah, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna take everything from you, just like he did that girl the very first episode. He gets there. Yeah. He's like that coin bag. I want it. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> what? Royal straight flush. Like it was the most extra way of saying that. Yeah, I love that, and I just I I love how just in general how he is representative of humanity. Yeah. And like that's what he ends up becoming. But like he is so entirely human, and to be human is to be flawed like that. I think another big thing too on that is that he says repeatedly how bad humanity is, how mm. much he, how much humanity sucks. Yeah. We're weak. We're pathetic. We're this. Yeah. But that's why we're so great. But that it's is because why we we're can so go great. from here yeah. up to here, and we can do anything. We can accomplish anything. And... Also, I like that he's weak because, like, if we when we first meet them, they're stuck in their apartment. There's two Japanese words I'm going to introduce you to. Mm-hmm. One is neat. And one is hikikomori. Mm -hmm. Hikikomori means that you have a fear of the outside, okay? So you don't go outside. You're, like, stuck in, like, your apartment. That's a big problem in Japan. Mm -hmm. There's another one called neat, which is not employed in education or training. And that means that you you have no job. You have nothing going on in life. You're a bum. So when we meet them, they're bums. (laughs) They're bums who have, like, a bit of agoraphobia. And so it would be really weird for them to come into this world and just be 100% confident because that's not who they are. Yeah. And so I really like that we see that bit of them, like who they were in Tokyo, sneaking in sometimes, being like, like when, when they find out that Steph went to like university and that she had friends yeah. and stuff like that. And they're just like, they're, they're doing so well, but like they find out that Steph went to university, has friends, has connections, and they're just like, we're a garbage, we're terrible people. Oh my God. <laughs> You're so like, much better than us. We don't love it. Yeah, she, like, like this person is so much better than us. And like, that's so relatable. Yeah, it, it really is. And, and they even do it like right there in uh, in one of the, the later episodes when uh, it gets, uh, the world gets transported back to uh, a little bit of uh, Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you, you, know, you see the, the warm fetal position take hold. And they're like, oh, and again, just another display. Come on, like, come on, like, come on. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's so great because we think that he's gonna be like he's like, all right, I'm coming into this. I'm gonna crush this because like, like blank doesn't lose, right? No. So like they're going into it they're like I'm gonna win this. I'm gonna win this, and they see what's outside, and it looks like where they came from, and they're like, we're screwed. We're not gonna do this. Uh, we're so sorry. We're so sorry for getting your hopes up. We didn't mean to. We're so sorry. We're worms. We're worms. We're worms. I, I think another cool thing too is that in in, in the series we didn't just have one protagonist. We had two protagonists. We had we two. Had, Sora and Sheer, obviously. And they don't uh, function without each other. No, and, and both relying on each other to move forward. It's not like, oh, I'm going to... Like, like, there wasn't a single time where they broke apart and completed their objectives, Mm-mm. like, apart or, like, as a solo individual. Like, yeah, to break apart and, like, like do, like, 
an objective apart, but not actually completing the whole game or the mission apart. I think like, that's what's so cool about them as a unit is the mutual respect they have for each other. No. It's something you don't see that often when it comes to duos, no. especially in anime, but even in like TV shows and stuff like that. You don't see that that often. They have so much respect for each other. Yeah. They are certain that the other person is going to get them out of this. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't have a doubt in their mind. And so, like, because of that, that's why they're so strong. Because if the person next to you, if you're like, well, even if I falter, I know this person next to me has me. And yeah. you believe that with 100% of your heart, you're going to win. There's a lot of scientific evidence to back that up in the... the uh... Uh, Spartans did that, and that's why they were very victorious mm -hmm. in their in their battles. I mean, talk about some medieval history for you. Ooh, <laughs> we educating on this gym all day, all day, baby. <laughs> what you know? One thing I really want to take a second to to talk about is uh, is the pledges mm. because I thought that the entire Ashente. Ashente, <laughs> I thought that the entire pledge system was very cool. That Ted obviously put in order to stop all the violence, to stop all the fighting, and to have a way of everyone making these challenges fair making it so that, you know, you had these games being played out. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just the, the Ten Pledges, just very, very cool concept. Now, the, the one thing I always find uh, that I found interesting was that the one pledge about cheating seemed to be rather ignored by practically everybody. It wasn't ignored. It's just you have to be able to not only call out the cheating, but explain what they're doing to cheat. Yeah, that's, yeah. And it, maybe he just didn't want to call them out. No, he didn't because, yeah. and especially in like certain instances, it was advantageous for him not to call them out because he says something, I forgot who he was playing. He was mm -hmm. like, he was like, she was like, you knew I was cheating. He was like, yeah, it made it easier, easier for me to cheat. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think it was Steph when they were playing cards, they were playing blackjack. She was like, yeah, this is a hundred percent by chance. She's like, you don't think it's by chance. I know all these tricky tricks. And Sora's just like, oh God, just you like, know, yeah, no, <laughs> as soon as you cut the deck there, I started counting cards and it made it even easier for me to cheat. Yeah. Like, and uh yeah there's just yeah there's so much cool world building in this i really want to get into because this is one of my favorite parts of the show because mm -hmm. like obviously voice acting stellar plot amazing characters yep. well developed can we talk about the color very colorful in this world. show this is this is this is color porn yeah like this is visual porn for the eyes in a very wholesome way this is some rgb shit going on they, here they turned the saturation up to 11 they said this one goes to 11 yeah and it's just it's the most beautiful thing ever. I was talking to our friend Brian, who was the very first guest on this show when we talked about Death Parade, and he said, you know what, this show sounds like you. And uh, I believe I said something, it's like, oh, wildly colorful, bonkers, and self-referential. Yeah, it does sound like me. And I just, every time, especially when you see the scenery mm -hmm. that they paint of these worlds, and you just get these background images, it's just like, hmm. So beautiful. I definitely enjoy that in animes. There's some been some animes where I've seen like it's very dark color play. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of grays and blacks. And I'm like, you know, I, I do enjoy my more colorful worlds. So yeah. like as soon as I saw the color play and then you know the, the visual pullback and everything swirling, I'm like, ooh, this is very this is very visual, pleasing I, to the eyes. Everyone like when you talk about eyes, even their eyes, their eyes are so there's so much attention to detail in the eyes yeah. like especially if you look at tet's eyes there are two different eyes and yep. there's like a weird like maybe cross in one of them and there's like a diamond in the other like there's so much attention to eyes in the show and we get a lot of close-ups of just the eyes and then that like weird like white lines to signal signify like intensity yeah like, 
I know. And then, like, when they cut to those with Sora and, like, he has the red eyes and he's talking, I'm like, this should not turn me on the way it does. It's yeah. just, it's disturbing. Because <laughs> the red eyes is intense. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, someone's coming up here. When he's, like, really confident, I'm like, he can get it. Because, yeah. like, it's just, it's so attractive to see someone who is that confident in themselves. Yeah, just step forward. And not in a cocky like, way. Yeah. Like, he just, he knows. And the thing is, he does know. Yeah. Because we find out, like, the entire thing of the anime is, like, we think that maybe he might be, like, making things up as he goes along. By the end, you find, like, there's a plan for everything. Everything! Every little bit. And I, I, I even, like, getting the elf and mm. get, doing all that. And his whole thing, but, yeah, I'm taking out Tet and I got to figure out a plan to take out Tet. It's just, it's like, it blows my mind. It blows my mind because the fact that, like, you think that, like, okay, like, yeah, he has, like, this plan that he writes on his, his memo on his phone. He's like, okay, this is what I want to do next. But the fact that he can have that foresight to be like, this is going to work with this and this is going to work with this. And the whole cool thing about the show is there's really very few throwaway moments. There's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff that they mention. You're like, this isn't important. And then it's super important. Yep. Like when um he's playing Steph, the very first time he plays her, because mm-hmm. she's like, why didn't you tell me that? Like how that girl was cheating? She beat me. And then she wants to play a game against him. And she's like, oh, so you want to play me for lodgings? And he just goes like this. And then she takes that, like, that's what he wants. But he never says that's what he yeah, wants. Yeah, he's just like... So he gets to say something different that he wants from her, which is to make her him uh, her fall in love with Yeah. <laughs> which Steph in love with Sora, who... The best part about this is Steph has to fall in love with Sora because of the pledges, yeah. but she's fully conscious of the fact that she doesn't want to fall in love with Sora. So she's like, says something like cute, lovey dovey, and then she bangs her yeah, head into a, the wall. Or like, she broke a table or like a, a bathroom stall, yeah. like, like bathroom sink. <laughs> Being I, Steph is suffering. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was really funny too, because later on, uh, uh, Gerbil says to her, you know, along the lines of, you know, you were. The command was to fall in love, not stay in love. Yeah. Right? And so, like, you, and she's like, no! Like, I'm not kidding. It's not yeah. continually going. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not just continually falling more in love with them here, am but, I? But that's another plus of this series. Mm-hmm. A lot of these series, when they have these protagonists that, like, oh, sure, another come by. Come by. Come by. That's another plus of this series. Because when you get a lot of series like this, where they have to, like, collect allies and mm-hmm. stuff, it's like they're gathering a harem, pretty yeah. much. And, like, they all fall in love with the hero and blah, blah, blah. But love and relationships do not seem to be that important in this show. No. Like, Steph maybe has a little bit of a crush on Shiro. Or not Shiro, on Asura. Sorry, yeah. We get them mixed up, guys. They're like, they're, they're, blank is one thing. <laughs> but, like, it's never really, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, Jibril is just, worships him as a master, but, like, she's not invested. And then when we get, like. Other than he was touching her wings. (laughs) (laughs) She was was fully invested there. (laughs) This is fully healthy fun, my sister, isn't it? Uh, Steph over there, what are you guys doing? Yeah. I'm just massaging her wings. Aren't I I sure? Oh, she was like, yes, this is just. Yeah. It's just totally natural. Yeah. 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 It's also, can we talk about their relationship for a second? Because. Shiro and Sora's relationship is is weird, sometimes very creepy. Yeah. <laughs> She's 11. 
Yeah. Like, Japan, I don't need to see that many panty shots of an 11-year-old. Please and thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, or none. Yeah, I would like to see none. But the thing is, is that even though, like, sometimes it can seem like they're really into each other, I don't think they ever cross the line to make it, like, they actually want each other in a romantic way. I think they just love each other so much that it's just gotten to that closeness. Yeah. And, and you never really see them, like, cross the line that much, like... No, I, I I wouldn't even say like like even like crossing the line. Like there's no there's no scenes where like Sora or Shiro do anything to the other one that's anything like sexually advancing. Like oh, they're, they're, it near happens near the end. One instance that I can even think of. Yeah. And that's when they they lock lips. Yeah. But like it it just it flashed it for a second and it gave you like the interpretation like the other person. It was, was a kiss to save their lives. Yes. And that's it. And that's it. It's it like, was to circulate oxygen between themselves. Yeah. It was a strategy, guys. Yeah, and it that's was it. a strategy. It, it was. Well, and it really it. was, though. It, 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 it was just like when you see the person looking at them, it gives them that you know first second glance, like are they kissing? Yeah. And it's like and oxygen share. Yeah. And it's like, it announces like why the reason they did. It's like ah okay. And yeah, I, I, I there were a couple scenes where I was. <laughs> cringed yep at uh seeing shiro like there's i think that's the only thing that i could say as a negative about this is is just sometimes but we also forget shiro is a bonafide genius like she is stupid genius Oh, oh for sure and so because of that, her mental age is more than her physical age, but that doesn't excuse no, the fact that her no. physical age is what it is. No, there, there's the one bath scene. And uh, <laughs> and, and like I, I said to I said to Alicia after, I was like, I, I kind of funny that they made a point of, of Sora saying, I can't see you because you're too young. And then the very next scene is of Shiro with like hair just coming over yeah. her, her chest. And she's like, and, and, and as she's getting bathed. And I'm like, didn't you just say you couldn't? Well, see technically, this? he doesn't see any of that because he's on the other side. No, I know, but it's like... We as the audience see it, but we don't see anything because it's all strategically covered. Yeah, they did that a few times where yes. it's like, he can't see it, but the audience sees it. And, well, in yeah. anime, it's called fan service. Oh, Whenever okay, there's, it? like, these moments of, like, like the women, you see their boobs and, like, stuff like that, that's fan service. And, like, the character of Steph is basically fan service because the amount of times she is not able to wear underwear in this show or is just in her underwear is staggering. I feel so bad for Steph. Well, when she was the dog for like a day and a half. and it's, You see the camera show, she's like, how long is this still going yeah. on for? So today in the terms of uh, blank is whenever they go to bed. Yeah. So it's, it's like, oh, so, yeah, you're, you're locked in there, Steph. You were locked in there for a bit. Yeah, poor Steph, honestly. But I do think that they come to like, I really like how she starts to see how like uh, Shiro and Sora really do have her community's, uh, like, well-being in mind. Because her whole thing is, like, I she has, like, grandfather issues. Like, okay, her grandfather was the king, and, like, he did a lot of stupid stuff, and she feels like she has to keep defending. She's like, he wasn't stupid. Like, he was a great man. And the fact that, like, Sora comes in and is like, you're oh, so of course your grandfather's stupid just like you. And, like, that hurts her. It hurts her a lot. Like, there's a couple scenes where she's oh. hurt. Well, and, and so oh. there's the one scene when they're in their library after they just get the library. And uh, he says that to her. She goes running away, and and this is probably the only part in the anime where I was like, okay, guys, you you, this is a little bit too fast. Where she gets uh, said, you know, her grandfather gets made fun of. She runs out and goes up to her room, and she's you know she's sitting there, and this is the first time you even see this this gem come out where she pulls it out of her. Yeah. She's like, I'm never giving it to him. 
And then, like, three seconds later, your girl <laughs> comes out of the wall and says, hey, we need you back in the library. She goes, oh, I guess. Like, yeah. In the long run, goes down and then gives him the crystal. And I was like, okay, guys, you just, you just said, I will never give this crystal to him. Five minutes later. Yeah. Here you go. Here's a crystal. <laughs> that's part of the humor I really like about No, no Game No I, Life I, I, is that it has that reversal so often. It's like you think it's going to be this, and then all of a sudden they just flip it on yeah. its head. Yeah. I, 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 it was the only part where I was like, could have, could have maybe brought a little bit yeah. that quick reversal too. Like, is, I think uh, my favorite quick reversal is when Steph is like, I'm going to play you in a game, and if I win, you're going to be a good person. And you think Sora is going to be really pissed about it. And instead, he's like, you can do that? You can do that with the pledges? Instead of being a good person, make me a fulfilled person, please! I'll lose! I'll lose! And Shiro's just like, Blank doesn't lose! And he's like, but I can't lose against Steph! It's impossible! <laughs> and Steph's like, hey, I'm still here! <laughs> and, and, and then the card's the blackjack scene, and then, yeah, it's, and, and, you know, she's trying so hard to beat him, uh, and he's just like, can we just, can we stop this now? I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna beat you. I know. It, it's, it's, Oh, by the way, the dealer has a disadvantage, so I win. Yeah. <laughs> Being Steph is suffering, but we all love... I love how they turn her name into an insult. They're like, don't be such a Steph. Like, don't be such a Steph. I think we should all use Steph as an insult in day-to-day. Yeah. -day. Don't, be, don't be such a Steph. She's like, did you really just use my name as an insult? Yeah. What are you doing there? Yeah, don't be a Steph and like avoid watching No Game, No Life. You should watch No Game, No Life. What are your final thoughts on No Game, No Life? My final thoughts. Well, before I get there real quick, I want to talk about Steph, if I can. Absolutely. So I mentioned to you, actually, before we got the start, I mentioned mm. to Alicia as well, that I find that the show, in a few ways, has you, the viewer, as being Steph. Mm -hmm. Because I, I, Steph's asking the same kind of questions that I'm sitting there kind of being like, but how? And She's it's, a good reader insert. And, and they it, instead of us seeing into the minds of Shiro and Sora... Like before they do things, mm -hmm. we're seeing the after effects. We're yeah. seeing, we're seeing the oh well. Didn't you see why I did that? Yeah. Well, here, here's my explanation. Yeah. <laughs> Connecting all the dots, and you know, we're sitting there, Steph being like, "Oh, that's how you did it." <laughs> it's like it's a clever way to get around exposition because otherwise it might get like a bit boring. But when yeah. they explain stuff to Steph, it's like, "Oh, okay." Oh, I, I get this. I don't feel a standard to right now, <laughs> which is really great. Stuff. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Steph's character. I thought she was funny. And she definitely did play that fan service role. And then I'm pretty sure they even mentioned uh, once where Gerbil kind of... And she's like, she's like, oh, did you think I was going to be like Steph or something? <laughs> like, Or I forget who said it, but it's like, did you think I was going to be like Steph in my, pier, my underwear? Or, yeah. I forget exactly what it was. But. I'm not sure which character said that either. But yeah, Steph is, Steph is a very unique character in the realm of No Game, No Life. That's yeah. for sure. And I don't think it would function without her. No. They need someone not. like her because she's so pure and so, like, wholeheartedly believes in what she believes in. Yep. And sometimes I don't think they would have survived without her. She's a hard worker, too. She's a hard worker. And she's worker. smart. Yeah. The moments where she, like, explains something and they look at her, they're like, You got that? Steph, have you been smart this whole time? <laughs> and, then, and then, like, it was one of the last episodes where Sora looks over to her and, uh, and he goes, oh, I, I'm surprised. And she's like, what are you surprised? I'm surprised you got that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what do you mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm smart Poor too. Steph. Pour one out for Steph. Yeah. <laughs> Poor thing. Yeah. No. So would you recommend No Game, No Life? Yeah, so my final thoughts. I would definitely recommend No Game, No Life. Um, there were a lot of aspects of it that I really enjoy, especially as a gamer. Uh, there were a lot, a lot of huge nods. And, it, and I mean, just talking about the genres in general, like, 
like Sora goes like like the FPS is Shiro's genre about strategies like that like RTS is that's my genre and yeah that's where I got that Starcraft and his quote there I was like fuck like because that's such a Starcraft thing because mm-hmm. like you're you're going in on Starcraft and you're either going to be like okay so I'm going in and I'm going to force the enemy to react to my strat or you're the enemy or or, or your strategy is I'm going to just react to your strategy and counter you the whole game so it's either you're you're going to be the guy coming in with the wrecking ball. Or you're the turtle defensive that's going to be, you know, so it, it and yeah, it's just, it, it's kind of crazy how, like, and I went to tournaments to watch StarCraft, like, uh, Toronto had a, a North American Star League I've seen years them. ago, yep. and, uh, like, watching the battles pitch back and forth, like, it's, it's just crazy, and, and, uh, another thing I liked, in episode six at the end, you told me to watch all the endings of the, of the episodes, <gasps> Don't spoil and it. I won't. But it was, uh, you know, I won't spoil it, but it was a really good quote. I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, the, the, the quote for the game that it led out to mm-hmm. was, it definitely hit a home run because I love playing this game. And the second that it was mentioned on screen, I was like, ah, yes, that's my game. Yeah, you definitely, you definitely took that. Yep. And, uh, but yeah, I definitely recommend uh, No Game No Life. I'm really disappointed uh, that there isn't a second season. There isn't a second season, guys. There is a prequel movie. It's not great. A prequel movie? A prequel movie. You get to see Jabril mess shit up. <laughs> Which is really the only good part of it. I may have to go and check that out. But, uh, yeah, guys, check out No Game No Life. That ends our discussion on it. But don't go away because there is going to be a very fun and informative Sophia. Welcome back! <gasps> Sophia Sensei time now. I hope you guys are ready to learn because here at Nerdy Northerners, we don't just like to entertain, we like to educate. And today I'm going to teach you and Jake a brand new word. Hopefully he knows what it is because it is very relevant to the anime that you're just discussing. So it is made up of two kanji. I'm going to first show you the first kanji. Here's the first one. Right here. And this is pronounced ku, and this means sky. Ku, sky. All right. I'm gonna keep this over here this time. Second kanji. This one right here. This is pronounced haku, and this means white. Haku, white. All right. So we have sky and we have white, and when we put it together. It is ku haku. Kuhaku. Now, Jake, what do you think this could mean? Um. Were you paying attention to the show? I hope so. White Um, and sky. Sky and white. There's sky? Oh my god. How did you get this so wrong? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) If you're paying attention to the show, it's what they call themselves. Kuhaku means blank. This Uh... is blank space, guys. Kuhaku. But this is a very special episode of Sophia Sensei Corner because I don't just have one lesson. I have two lessons in one lesson. Hey, can you tell me really quickly, what's the name of our lead character in the show? Uh, Sora and Shiro. Sora, okay, just Sora's oh, Sora. Okay. <laughs> Sora. <laughs> lead character man. Yes. Sora. Sora. It's really funny, because, like, that's the Japanese word for sky. Could it be another way to pronounce this? 
It is. Ah. You can also pronounce this Soda. And what's his sister's name? Uh, Shiro. Shiro. That's the that's the word for white. And that is also how you can pronounce this. So when you have kuhaku, it means blank space, but they're literally just putting their names together. Wow. That is that is cool. That is cool. I mean, education? Yes. Informational? Yes. Do I feel smug? Absolutely. Let's get into this example sentence that you will never guess in a million years, and that's okay. (laughs) So today's example sentence is... I messed that up. I'm going to do that again. I'll give you a hint. One of these words was taught in the very first episode of Anime Chat. Hmm... Aha no shi wa watashi no shogai ni okina kuhaku o nokoshita. Uh, I'm going to take a wild guess here. <laughs> Do like, it. Um, There's no wrong answers. Uh, don't want to die in a blank space. Oh my god, such a wrong answer. <laughs> such a wrong answer. No, it is the death of my mother left a big blank in my life. I got death, right? <laughs> you got death. Yeah, I called death. I'm very though. proud of you. We learned that in the very first episode. We learned sheet means death. Right? I'm very no. You know I, what? I was like, you know what? I, I, I know. Half that. points. Half points. Half points. So this Take is a that, very, very convenient <laughs> phrase. I chose this because my mother is very much alive. <laughs> I don't want to talk about parents that aren't alive. But this is just a fun thing to say to yourself. Maybe like mutter it at a bus stop, and then everyone will think that person's crazy. But in your mind, you're like, I'm a genius right. who's talking about a mother who's dead who isn't actually dead. I mean, that's like. That's 5D chess. <laughs> That's big brain. <laughs> I'm getting you riled up because I know I'll get you riled up. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining in for this week's episode of Anime Chat. Tune in next week where the estrogen will be double. That's right. My guest is going to be Alicia. And we're going to be talking about happy sugar life. Sounds like. Sounds fun. Sounds airy. It's not. It's messed up. You should definitely tune in. All right. Everyone, stay safe. Enjoy anime. And until next time, jamatane!